0: Welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Marcus Smith. Thank you so much for joining me again this week in our longer show. I hope you're enjoying the Monday shows, five minutes on a specific topic. Sometimes I have to talk really fast in those to make sure I get it all in within five minutes. But of course, we're a lot more relaxed here. On the main show of the week, on the Friday show. And today we are talking all about the 2024 CrossFit game season. There are a number of different changes, which, if you're somehow in some of the CrossFit communities, groups, chats on some mailing lists from things like Morning Chalk Up or other publications that are out there, you will have been somehow bombarded, inundated with news, reviews, and opinions about the changes to the 2024 CrossFit Games season. Some people like them, some people don't really like them. Today, we're going to share some of the stats and also our views. I'm joined with a voice that you've heard the last three years talking about the CrossFit Open and my own voice The other CrossFit guys are busy doing CrossFit right now, so they won't be joining us today. But what we're attempting to do here is to inform you of how things have changed, what it means for the athletes, what it means for, and there's a little bit of a divide here, athletes and amateurs, or people that are just enthusiasts, and really how you can get involved in the CrossFit Open. In those five-minute shows, Toby has been sharing and will continue to share various tips of what you can do to train for the CrossFit Open this year, the way that you should approach it, and various other little bits and pieces that are actually gold if you want to perform in a certain way during this year's Open and maybe into the quarterfinals or the semifinals. Anyway, enough back and forward. Let's get into the show. This week's show announcements... If you're in the gym this weekend, you might notice that a lot of the coaches are not here. However, don't worry, you can still work out. If you listen to this on Friday and you want to come for a workout on Saturday, you still can. There is just one class, 8.30 to 9.30 a.m., which is taught by my wife Holly and Andy's wife Vic. We've briefed them, we've asked them to make it fun, and that was it. It will be absolutely awesome, I'm sure. They're both qualified CrossFit coaches so if you are listening to this on friday and you want something a little bit different saturday morning 8 30 till 9 30 a.m there is just one class here at the gym this weekend we are as a group of coaches we're 16 coaches and we are away this weekend on a summit To do two or three things, really One to reflect on what we've done over the last year. Maybe you do these things in your own personal lives. Maybe you do them in your business lives as well. We also are there to understand how we want to move forward, how we want to communicate moving forward. And as a leadership team of Jamie, Tom, and myself, we're working with the guys to understand that we're all going in the right direction. Some super interesting conversations. Some will become apparent over the podcast in the coming weeks, months, hopefully most things that we speak about and that we commit to on the weekend, commitments a big part of it will become apparent in the way that in a fight runs over the next year. There might not be massive changes. there might be. It should be fun. There is still a class this weekend. there are no classes on. Friday afternoon. You may have seen as well, if you follow us on LinkedIn or interact with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, we are hiring. We're actually always hiring, to be totally honest. We're always looking for good people to join our team. It doesn't matter if that's on the front desk, it doesn't matter if that's in marketing, photography, videography, coaching, no matter what it is, we hire based on the person being the right person. And often we've actually had demand on certain positions and not found the right person so haven't hired. However, we are hiring. Go to innerfight.com slash careers. Specifically at the moment, we have some jobs that are listed up there that we would like to fill sooner rather than later. But based on what I just said, we won't fill them unless we find the absolute right people that we're looking for, that understand us, understand our vision, have some sort of connection with our values. That's really, really important. If you do know someone who you think would tick some of those boxes, com slash careers, we would love to hear from them. I mentioned it last week. It's going out in today's show in more detail with Andy and I, and it's also going out on Mondays. The CrossFit Open is coming. CrossFit or games.crossfit.com. Go and check it out. If you want to register, we will be holding the open here at the gym every week. One workout for three weeks. If you're into CrossFit, if you're into fitness, if you're into having fun, this is for you. You need to get involved. You don't have to register on games.crossfit.com unless you want your score on the leaderboard. However, you're more than welcome to come and do the open workout with us every week from basically the first one is released on the 29th of Feb. More details to follow shortly for that. On the Endurance Side of Life, this Sunday is the Creek Striders Half Marathon, which is one of the oldest, if not the oldest. That's Sunday the 28th, by the way. Not the following Sunday. There's something else the following Sunday on the Endurance Side. Creek Striders Half Marathon, iconic route around the creek. No surprise, Creek Striders. It is absolutely awesome. Get down there, have a look. It starts and finishes at the Creek Golf Club, Creek Yacht Club, and goes along the creek side, down through the tunnel, and back along through the old Birdie Bay side as well. Very iconic race. Super cool. It's probably a little bit late if you listen to this on Friday and you're like, I just want to sign up and go tomorrow. However, if you're looking for something to do on Sunday, then get down there. Sunday 28th is the Creek Striders Half Marathon. Keeping it endurance, we have a endurance camp in Russell Kama on Jebel Chase the coming weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of Feb. For more details, endurance at innerfight.com. That's it for this week's announcement. Let's get into the show. This is episode number 872 of the Inner Fight podcast. 2024 CrossFit Games season. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for tuning in. Let's jump into today's show. Andy...
1: So many changes. <laughs> yeah, Marcus, I think um, sort of kind of we were alluding to before we turned the cameras on and made things everything official um, is I think, like you said, sort of within the introduction is there's a lot of really cool changes that they've made. Yeah. How people look at that is just based on their own perception and their, maybe <laughs> their ego on how they sit within the CrossFit Games or, <laughs> or the CrossFit Open. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the, you know, we probably talk about it every year. And like I said, I've done this this particular podcast. This
0: is the third year.
1: Yeah. No, no, uh,
0: maybe even the fourth, we maybe did 2020. No, because 2021 20. was relaxing. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it wasn't, yeah. The third so one, yeah. Third one. But what we've seen, and I think, you and I have probably seen it while we've been doing CrossFit, is that every year there's always a change.
0: Absolutely, mate.
1: That's uh, what's
0: hilarious, right? No.
1: Um, and I think some of the stuff that we've seen so far this year has been really cool in terms of how they're trying to grow the sport. And yeah, um, like we said, there's, there's going to be some where people think CrossFit are doing it for the monetary reasons. Yeah. And then there's obviously the others where if people – actually take a look back at how much the sport has grown, yeah. that these changes kind of have to happen.
0: I mate, yeah. I'm nothing but excited. Yeah, I've seen, I've heard, you know, and, and, and we also like, listen, it's interesting, CrossFit's going through as a number of organisations are, various changes, organisations are always changing. We've seen changes in affiliate fees. We've seen a load of different stuff. Put all that to one side like you rightly said, the sport of CrossFit is growing. And and this is where I think we have to park all of our perhaps personal agendas and sometimes political agendas, business agendas, and all of our other opinions. With the changes that have been made for the 2024, or every time that we've seen changes made in the structure of the CrossFit Games season, we see increased participation, which... What that means is more people are participating in CrossFit, which is a physical, general physical preparedness program, which helps them to be better at life. So what, what, I don't understand why people get pissed off. It's, it's a net win.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And I, I think you know there's a number of ways you can look at it. We, we spoke about so the professional athletes, which CrossFitters are now. Ten years ago, they weren't professional. Yeah. Now it is, it's a full-time gig. Um, we also have the guys who are on the cusp who aren't necessarily games athletes, but they are top level athletes in any other competition. Yes. And then we also have the amateurs, the guy who goes to work from nine to five, but actually wants to be competitive on some level. Yeah. And this offers him a, a platform to do it, whether or not it's with themselves year on year or their mates coming into the gym or with their mates across, across the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, you know, the it'd be interesting to look at the actual numbers on as a percentage as the sport has grown, how the uh, the number of people taking part has grown. Yes. Um, but I look at it from outside the three years that I've been here mm-hmm. at Interfight and our participation in this community has increased year on year and people taking part.
0: It has, mate. And I, we have seen a little bit of up and down. Obviously, and, and we spoke about that, we didn't do really a show on it in 2021, 20. no, 20, 2021, yeah. yeah, because there wasn't, so it was a weird time, and for all sport, it was a weird time, 2020 and 2021, I'm I actually trying to think, I think we did the Open in 2020, because gyms were shut on the 15th of March 2020, which would have been kind of maybe towards the end, because the Open, well, the Open this year is at the end of Feb, but then, anyway, all until then, the Open was growing. Then participation numbers in the Open, and we'll, we'll define what the Open is in, in a second, the, f- the first step of the CrossFit Games qualification, but it was growing the whole time. There's been a slight retraction through COVID, and that's because gyms just couldn't afford to stay open, so participation rates change. But other than that, it's... It's a positive, and like you said, mate, in our gym, 2022 was good, 2023 was better, and we're excited about 2024. If only for people just to come and have a workout. It's not about going to the CrossFit Games. It's just about having a workout, testing yourself in a, in a super fun environment.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's so many ways that you can look at it, and I only see... What we do with it, here and what a lot of gyms do with it around the world is positive yeah um, I, I really don 't see any anything else with it you know we one hundred percent at some point will get given a stupid workout in the open and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, there 'll be some some complaints about that, but yeah. you know i I just see nothing but positive stuff for it yeah yeah
0: i 'm very upbeat mate and and I always have been since. The first CrossFit Open in 2011, which I have very great memories of doing at one of the first CrossFit gyms here in Dubai, CrossFit Lifespot. They worked out for school in Um Sukim. And it was in a classroom and we had to do it after school hours. And, you know, it was, and, and the first workout was, was, was horrendous. It was all the very light snatches and, and the double unders. and double unders, you know, and, and it was just, and, and to be honest, mate, I think for most people, it was the first time that they pulled a bar. It was a really light bar. It was like 30 kilos yeah. from the floor to overhead that many times in that shorter time period. And, the bottom of your like your lower back was just absolutely <laughs> destroyed, but in that classroom, the energy, the intensity, the every and we could only go, I think we could only go two at once. So you always just head to head, and there was there was only a dozen of us, mate. Yeah. But you you went head to head. I remember, uh, and he's still here. He's he's the the founder and the the general manager, runner of of Base Three, Craig Harriman and me and him were the last two to go they picked us last they said you two will go last and like no one knew and i was like why am i last and everyone's going to go and then everyone's watching and but this whole atmosphere and environment was exciting mate like from the get go
1: yeah and that you know i've worked in across across the world a couple of gyms and the open we always used to joke about it. it's kind of like christmas <laughs> it's a, it's the exciting time for everyone but it doesn't matter where i've been is that there's always community support. There's always, it's yeah. the loudest noise you hear. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think back to like last year, some of the cheers that we had going on. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people coming and, and getting involved in stuff that they wouldn't normally. Yeah. Uh, kids coming and watching their parents workouts and getting involved. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it just sets, uh, it sets a platform. Like we try and do here is help people be happy live healthy lives yeah and it sets a really good platform to get involved in, and to do it and just to uh you know we I suppose having been in sporting environments when you're in that competitive edge you find different levels that you never Especially knew you had. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah absolutely um and and like i work with a number of people here i'm i I cannot wait to see how some of these guys perform when the open comes around Yeah, because when they're out there, like they just want to give it a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it is very special, mate. And, and, you know, some people are just rock up and do it. Some people it's their year or their training block for a certain time period, but no matter who you are, you've rightly said it, you find some special gears You're definitely going to get a little bit of nerves before it. If you don't, then something's probably not right. You're not feeling something inside, you know, and you're just going to absolutely hammer yourself. You're probably going to wake up the next morning feeling like you've been, you know, pulled through a hedge backwards or hit by a truck, whatever you want to call it. But then you're going to go again the following week. So we're getting quite excited, mate. Let's dial it back. The CrossFit Games season is... A Well, it goes from Feb to August. It starts with the CrossFit Open and it culminates in the CrossFit Games. So actually what we're technically trying to do here, it's the beginning of the qualification process for the CrossFit Games. But it's open to absolutely everyone. And I think the biggest participation they've had is over half a million people participating in the Open. Do you want to talk us through... We've mentioned the Open about 20 times already. What actually is the Open? How does it all work? And, and, and give us a full lowdown on that.
1: Yeah, so it's, as we've discussed, it kind of changes year on year. But what they've announced for this year is that we have three, essentially three weekends. Yep. Starting on the 29th of February, um, where uh, we will have a workout released. And that workout is released uh, can't Remember the exact time, but it's everyone across the world all gets it at the same time. It's normally Thursday evening, US time. Yeah, so by the time we well, wake up, yeah, sort
0: of, yeah, four or five o'clock in the morning, or between four and six in the morning on the Friday morning, we would know what the workout is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, in fact, it's definitely by four o'clock because. Every Open, I have uh, some guys who come in at 5 o'clock to do That's it. That's right, yeah. Just, yeah. So, just so they can be top of the leaderboard for one day. For, for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so essentially, we get that workout released. And then we have until the Monday. Monday, uh, I think it's like 6 o'clock, yeah? Yep. To have that workout, to have completed it and submitted a time. Uh, or a video if you're not in an affiliated uh, affiliated gym.
0: Let's just stick on that point quickly you can do these workouts anywhere you can submit your scores to a leaderboard if you wanted to put your name on that leaderboard that you just alluded to there games.crossfit.com you pay ten dollars oh i think it might maybe 20 i think it's 20 20 dollars you can either have your score verified by doing it at an affiliate or by submitting your video. Your score will then go on to a global leaderboard, which can then be filtered within half an inch of your life. You can go the only gray-haired Zimbabwean (laughs) male that wears chef's shoes for podcasts, (laughs) (laughs) however you want it, but it's quite cool, isn't it? You can go uh, as per your home country region, you can go as per your Participating region, I think. So you can go nationality. Yeah, mate. You, you, you can, can even filter it however you, you want. You can
1: even set it up with your own hashtag where you and a group of mates. Oh, no way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had that last year. It's, it is literally, and they do it something that they started last year. And if you've been doing this long enough and have a a record of stuff, they break your participation down to literally almost anything you want to see right like where you fit across the world where you fit your region we can
0: create our own category then that never was
1: yeah exactly <laughs> never has been, <laughs> never <yeah>. has
0: been.
1: <laughs> well i think you are a level up on me you, <laughs> might, you <laughs> um but yeah it is you know they they give you all kind of metrics to to work yeah. on and to that point it does get a little bit confusing for some people because you know some years you get on there and you you might have come 500th in your region. Right. And then the next year, you only come 750th. And then the back of your head, you're thinking, how have I got worse? I've got worse. <laughs> yeah. But then there's been an increase in participation. Yeah. Or where the open is brilliant is the other side of it. Some of the workouts we get given highlight things that we're not very good at. Yes. Some years we get them, some years we don't. Yeah. So those metrics are all about how you look at them and how you use them.
0: Yeah. I think that's one thing. If you. And, and, and it's almost in order to make it a more enjoyable process for people, no matter if it's your first time or your 20th time, if you are registering and you are going on the leaderboard, something like you said could happen, mate, right? Like it's not, a very realistic metric or realistic goal to say, oh, last year I was 400th in my age group in my region. So this year I want to be better than 400th because there might be a big influx or another 100 to 200 people. So you could actually do far better at the workouts, mm-hmm. but more people are participating. So I think I've seen a lot of anxiety in people around the leaderboard and then people want to redo workouts. It's like, you're probably going to give the workout your best shot. You're going to leverage the environment you're going to do it in. Just stay relaxed about how it all turns out on the leaderboard.
1: Yeah, and there's, you know, I think coming back to like the whole system is that there's three workouts. Yes. Some of those workouts, as we've had in the past, might be a two-part score. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's over three weekends opportunities for you to put some good, sport, put some good scores on the board. The other side that you get with it, and I, I quite like this about the Open, um, or when you get to sort of the next levels up is they repeat some workouts. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, you know, I think you were with me last year when I was doing the quarterfinals, mm. and it was the row thruster workout, which I think was from back in 2014 or 2015. So that's yeah, that's nearly nine years ago. Yeah. And forget about where you sit on the leaderboard. For me, nine years later, yeah. and I'm a master's athlete, I'm quicker than what I was then yeah and that's i think that's where if you take some of those metrics and you've been doing this long enough those are really cool measurements to look yeah. at is that as you've got older you have got fitter
0: yeah so it's open to anyone starts on the so we're jumping around a bit here yeah. folks we're trying to give you all of this <laughs> great experience that these two old fellas have too excited <laughs> too excited the open is open to anyone you can do it at your gym or which we'll be hosting it here and we'll talk about that in a minute. Or you can make a video of it and submit that video online. Between 10 to $20 to register. Anyone can register, games.crossfit.com. And there's also, which we haven't mentioned yet, which makes it more complicated. There's two different categories for people. There's the RX as prescribed and there's the scaled version. So if you're sat there thinking, well, I can't do muscle-ups, you don't need to be able to do muscle-ups, or I can't snatch 60 kilos, you don't need to be able to snatch 60 kilos. The scaled open was introduced, I think, in about 2019? 2018,
1: 2019. 2018,
0: 2019, which allows everyone to participate. It wouldn't be a 24-inch box. It might be a 20-inch box. It really, there is no one that can't do it.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, this time across the year on social media, you'll see loads of videos of people who, if you saw them walking down the street, you wouldn't think they would be getting involved in stuff like this. Yeah. But they have for this exact this exact reason. Yeah. Because it is it is designed to be inclusive, and they do that really well, actually.
0: It's quite interesting, though, isn't it, mate? Because for the most part, on social media of... Athletes that are either the top-end athletes or that are wanting to go to semifinals, quarterfinals, which is the stage after the Open, which we'll come to, all we see them posting is walking on their hands doing pirouettes. Honestly, like I've seen so much of this pirouette shit, and these guys still, you know, they're struggling in other areas. There's all of... And that's I think it puts people off a lot that are looking up to a regional athlete or a semifinals athlete, a games athlete, that mainly what we're seeing is really high-skill things. So people, that are the sort of enthusiasts like you and I are going, well, there's no way I can do that. Mm. The reality is we don't have to do that, and these idiots are actually marketing the sport quite badly for us. We should be looking into workouts like you just mentioned, which is just a gutsy row thruster workout that just needs – guts and a really great level of fitness to do, you know, to do well in, but a zero level of fitness, you'd still get through it.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I think where people can get caught up is you have to remember that, you know, we'll take our two guys here, Toby and Sandra, for example. Yes. Well, in their head, um, they are, they want to smash the open, but they should also breeze through the open. Yeah. So in theory, they're actually not training for the open. No. No. And that's where people get confused when they look on social media, is that these guys are completely different level. Yeah. And what we should be looking at, and you know, this is my advice to anyone who is on the fence about whether or not doing the open, is if you just go onto CrossFit.com and you look through their previous, yeah. they have every workout there. Look through their previous workouts. Yes. And there are videos of what you need to do. There is the old workouts. There's You know, there's so much there to show that how inclusive it is. Yeah. Um, And even to the point where, you know, like you said, there might be a 60-kilo snatch in there. Yeah. But that 60-kilo snatch, much like, in fact, the workout from last year with the ring muscle-ups, that's at the back end of the workout. Yeah. And so you might be saying, well, I cannot do a ring muscle-up. Okay, but even just if you did the other things, you might still not get that muscle-up. You might not
0: get that, yeah.
1: But, you know, I know so many guys who – yeah, they can't strict together 10 pull-ups and the workout opens with 10 pull-ups, but they can put together 10 individual pull-ups. Right. So they can still so do it. RX, they just do it at their pace. And I think that's where people get caught up with things. Yeah. Is the open gives you an opportunity to measure yourself where you think you are currently at.
0: You mentioned that CrossFit.com, people should maybe spend a minute or two because you can often get, Clues as to what, in the past, you've been able to, to a certain extent. The workout, for example, today's workout on CrossFit.com is 10, 10 rounds for time of 10 or 8 calories on the bike and 10 burpees. That's it. Yeah. Two super simple movements there's scaled options as well there's a beginner option so the beginner would do eight and eight exactly the same thing drops down into the open and the same thing if you were to take a week or a month of programming on crossfit.com you would find those high-end technical movements very seldom put in and when they're put in you also get the intermediate option so it's not just us sat here saying you should enter we're not trying to sell you anything here we don't actually benefit at all from this we're just talking in real terms of what you can expect to come up and the way that the open is really open to absolutely anyone
1: yeah i mean it's i don't i don't think there's ever been certainly when they've since they've introduced the scaled option a workout where someone's coming to the gym, unless they're injured, and even then, there's probably some ways around it. That's come in and and I've had to turn around and say, "You can't do it." You can't do this. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't ever think there's been a workout like that.
0: Sometimes I've had to say, "You're not good enough to do the RX." You have, you need to do the scales.
1: And if we strip it back from the sport, it comes back to what CrossFit is essentially. It essentially is at its base roots. Yeah. Like if the sport as it's evolving isn't made exclusive at grassroots, yes. It loses some of that some of the magic and the whole reason behind it. Yeah right. Um so, you know, if if they're not making it available to people who spend time in their gyms, then it kinda loses what well, what's the point of the open.
0: So three workouts, there will be some high skill stuff, there will be a scale. The first one Is released, as you said, mate, night of the 29th of Feb, which is a Thursday morning here. There's one a week. So then we go to the next one is the 7th of March, then the 14th of March. So three weeks. They have a window of four to five days to, to complete that workout. We'll be hosting the workouts here. One a week. Maybe on a Saturday Maybe on a Friday, we're just trying to figure out where it fits in the best for the people. It might be more, last year we went Friday. Yeah, traditionally we've gone Fridays. Yeah, sometimes that's challenging for people. We want to hear from you. If you want to do the Open with us this year, we've got a couple of weeks before it starts. Let us know. Saturday morning could be a good time as well. There was also a slot on a Sunday afternoon last year where people, if they couldn't make it on a Friday, there will be a time over the weekend where you can do it. From the open, we now move to, and we've spent a lot of time on the open part because that's the most important for our members and and for half a million people around the world. If you... Do well, and you're going to define this in a second for me, mate. If you do well in the open, you may be invited to the next step, which Andy is now going to explain.
1: So the next step is going to the quarterfinals. Now, traditionally what they've done with this is it's normally been the top 10% across the region. And what they define as a region is it's where your nationality is, not necessarily where you live.
0: So for clarification there, the regions are North America West, North America East, Europe, Asia, Africa, Oceania, and South America.
1: So with that, I'm a really good example. UAE sits within Asia. Asia, right. In the past, I've competed under Zimbabwe. So when it comes to the quarterfinal stage, my score for a region actually comes out of Africa. Right. Um, So that's just something to keep in mind. But one of the nice changes that they've made with those Mm quarterfinals, so as we said, it was top 10% across the division. Yeah. What they've changed this year is they've increased that to 25%. Which is awesome, right? Yeah, it is. We spoke about the the sport growing. There's people who uh, have been doing CrossFit uh for ten years who have now moved out of that open category and now moved into masters or whatever category they've moved into and that category over time is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. So it makes sense to then look at increasing that participation not just because it's grown, but also because more people want to do it. Yeah. Like every time we have the quarterfinals here,
0: mm.
1: even guys who aren't in the quarterfinals will yeah. come and do the workouts. Yeah. Because they just want to do it. And that that was one of the things at the end of the
0: Open. The Open used to be, it started as five weeks, yeah, which was way too long. And, and then I think it went for a couple of years to four, and now it's three. People are so buzzed after the three weeks. They're like, oh, that'd be great if we did that, uh, but we can't because we're not doing it till next year. Now we have an opportunity that if you, if you do quite well, then... You can still compete. And the quarterfinals is again an online competition that starts on the 1st of April. No, 17th of April. Registration is the 1st of April and it starts on the 17th of April. So you've got this opportunity. And again, we've done it here and we will do the same this year. You can still do the workouts. We'll still make them available if people want to continue to do them. They will be traditionally... They might not be, but traditionally they have been slightly more challenging workouts. There is no scaled option <laughs> this no. year and last year and maybe next year, though. I sort of <laughs> say that a little bit with uh, with bated breath, but there, there isn't a scaled option. But again, we can scale them. So we, we may hold a quarterfinals throw down in order that people can do them. But this increase in participation from... 10% from your region now to 25%. The naysayers, the haters, the I don't know what are all saying this is just a money grab from CrossFit. Maybe it is. Maybe they need money. Organizations do need money to continue to exist and we hope that CrossFit continues to exist because it's one of the most long standing fitness programs out there. It hasn't gone up and down. It's, there are, have been some up and downs, but it's not its not been a flash in the pan. It is still here 20-something years later, so we really want it to stay around. And as well, you're also getting something for your money. Yes, you're going to pay, but you're also going to get this great competition. So I'm with you, mate. The, the change from 10% to 25% is absolutely... I, I think it's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, it. I mean... It increases, I think, like you said, their buy-in from people within the community. So rather than only one of one or two people are doing it, you have four or five, which, which creates a lot more energy. Um, I think it also, like, after the open for a lot of people, there's this uh, sort of come down. Like, you've had this super high. That's mm. all so, like, I have to wait, what, 12 months before I get to do yeah. something like this again? Yeah. Um, and uh, d- just to t- clarify a couple of points with the quarterfinals so people know what they're getting into with it is, based on your division, the dates are slightly different. Yeah. Because they want to be- allow people who, for the likes of Sandra, for example, Sandra goes into his first year as a master. The dates are different for the quarterfinals for the open category and the dates are different for the master. So it allows people to do both. Right. But what you also need to remember is when it comes to the quarterfinals, it's not one workout every weekend. Yeah, it's. I think it's five or six workouts in three days. Three
0: days, right? I was going to say is it over four days, but it's over
1: three and days, it's, right? I mean, I've done, I've done it the last two years. Yes, and the workouts are intense. Yeah, the organization is intense. <laughs> um, Always good fun, and so, but it is. It, it takes, it allows you to take your whole, especially if you're into the stuff and you love doing it and you want a challenge, yeah. it does help you take your training to the next, to the next level. And again, see what you're capable of.
0: From the quarterfinals, remember what I said at the start, folks, we are looking to the main objective. Well, we could also argue, maybe the main objective isn't to get, the CrossFit Games guys. Maybe the main objective is to get the Open as big as possible. However, the end result of the CrossFit Games season, the start of the Open quarterfinals, is to get the fittest guys for the CrossFit Games. The next stage from quarterfinals, we then whittle the fields down to a semifinal competition, which now becomes a in-person rather than an online competition.
1: Yeah, except for so I think it's in person for the individuals. Yes. And for the teams as they have done. Yes. The masters, because there's so many divisions through there and the teens is still online. But the changes that they've made this year is they've increased that to two hundred athletes. Yep. And that's a pretty big change. And I think again, people may talk about whether or not it's this is financial. In actual fact, we'll come back to the financial bit, but if you look in the 35 to 39 category, yeah, there are, within that category, there are at least 10 to 15 male athletes who have podiumed at the games. Wow. I mean, you've got Rich Froning, one of the greatest athletes of all time, is there. You have Dan Bailey, Josh Bridges, Sam Dancer. I mean, th- that's just coming out of America. Wow. So... This, and this is where we talk about as the sport has grown. Mm. So what we offer has to grow. Do you th- I've just had a thought there, mate. And maybe it's because
0: they were the athletes, let's say, of the era where I was competing in CrossFit. Rich Froning was insanely dominant, as, as was Matt Fraser, of course, as well. And, and uh, Tia Toomey is now even post- having a baby, which is probably a whole other podcast. And I'm maybe not as in touch with the younger guys these days, but we were having a chat before as well that, you know, one of the biggest, traditionally one of the biggest non-crossfit games competitions is Waterpalooza, which is happening literally as we record this show. And none of the big names of the current era were there. If I looked at Dubai Fitness Championships, which happened in December here in Dubai, we used to get all of the top guys and girls. To be honest, there were a few people that, I mean, nothing against them. They put their heart and soul into it and there is no shame, but they weren't the best in the world at the moment. So I'm what I'm getting to is I'm more excited about this Masters and the fact that Fronning and dan bailey and you know josh bridges and maybe i don't know what jason Kleeper's relationship with life is like anymore he's been on the podcast podcast number 300 go check it out <laughs> uh, you know imagine seeing these guys they're still in insane shape some people say that Fronning could win the games the the games not just for his age category which cat what are you most excited about is my question
1: Look, I, I think this is probably jumping the gun a little bit when it goes to the games, but I think it's the people that I looked up to. Like, Froning was one of the reasons I got into CrossFit. 100%. I watched a YouTube video on this guy, and I was like, I can beat him. I did the first <laughs> workout, and I was like, even if he did it on one leg, he'd still beat me.
0: Is that because he always just looked so relaxed? You're like, well, if I can work hard because he's not even working hard, I can beat him. Mate, he was stacked.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we both come from a rugby background and, yeah. you know, there's big blokes and you walk in and there's this guy doing all this stuff and he, like, just in incredible shape. Yeah. Um, lifting heavy weights. And, it, like, it was just inspiring to, to want to be like that. 100%. To look at guys who are, what, 15 years down the line, still look like that.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it again, it's still inspiring. But I yeah. think it's, I think within... That category, if I'm honest, what I'm looking forward to, um, and if he gets a big hit, I'll give him a clip around the ears, the likes of someone like Sandro competing with guys like that.
0: Yeah, right. That
1: for me, like I see Sandro, how he works, I see the amount of training and the amount of time and effort he puts in to try be in that top 200 yes. in the world. And to watch him get to that, which I really hope he does this year, that for me is is... Like it makes me happy it's gold yeah,
0: it's cool, yeah it's very cool,
1: and then if he goes next level and suddenly he's on the floor with guys like this like yeah. that's that's a whole different whole different game for them
0: the semi finals for the open age category up to the age of thirty five so it is to thirty five however, you can be as
1: old as you want you can do- be as
0: old as you want, yeah, <laughs> so that take they take place, and these are actually good competitions to go and watch if you're in the areas where they're held if not they're all streamed live on YouTube because this is the re- what we'd know as the best athletes from the region and they're split into those seven different regions that we spoke about Europe, Asia, Oceania, North America East, North America West, South America, and Africa. So you're seeing the best athletes from that region throw down over a 3-day competition in Various locations around the world. Like actually, just reading here that Europe is actually at the French throwdown this year in in, in in May. There's the Far East throwdown. There's loads of stuff. All of this is on games.crossfit.com. And then from there, these the top athletes of which there's a an, an allowance, shall we say, that from Europe, they take the top five male and female. From Asia, they take the top two male and female. Oceania, three. North and... America, East and West, five each. South America, two. And Africa, one. Which adds up to about 20.
1: So I think with them, and uh, they did it last year, and this is where they've been really smart, is I think they say five minimum of a certain number. Yeah. Because what they look at is a minimum number. They look at the strength within that region. Yes. Because what happens sometimes, and Europe is a really good example of this, there are some incredible athletes there. Yes. And if you took five of those athletes and dotted them around uh, America, they would make the games. But because they're in such a competitive region, they're never going to make the games. And so that's what CrossFit did really well, is they gave ample opportunity based on the strength of the region for the amount of athletes that get to to go and participate. minimum
0: number that adds up to about 25 and then they'll fill probably another 15 places. They get up to about 40 males and 40 females who will then be invited to the CrossFit Games, which is a new site this year. It's moved from California to Madison, Wisconsin. And or was it there last year as well? Anyway, it was there last year. Last year. Fort Worth, Texas, 8th to the 11th of August. If you're into this stuff, I've been twice to watch the CrossFit Games. It is, it's mental. It is absolutely brilliant. There are slight changes this year in that those are, that's the location and the dates for the individuals. And the teams. And the teams. We're now seeing a separate event entirely for Masters or age group athletes. What's your thoughts on that, mate? Uh,
1: Again, I think um, it shows where the sport is growing and that CrossFit recognised that in order for the sport to grow and as these divisions grow, is that these guys deserve their own airtime. You know, one of the things that happens... Teenagers as well. Yeah.
0: Is in this, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I think it will probably be... We need to look into it, but there's also the, the whole adaptive division.
0: I'm scrolling down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super organized.
1: Uh, you can see we both are. Um, <laughs> is that I think it gives, it, it's, it's really good opportunity for, because the guys who are in the master's category train probably just as hard as some of these other guys and they deserve just as much recognition and to give them that airtime because not all their family and friends can afford to go to the US to watch them compete. Mm. Some of these athletes can barely just make it there financially themselves. So, to give them a dedicated platform for them to be the stars of the show. Yeah. Because if you ask who won the CrossFit Games last year, everyone can tell you. But if you ask who won, who won the 40 to 45 category, no one really knows no because knows. it's been overshadowed. Yeah. Yet, that's where, that's where some of the real, real, I mean, incredible stuff is watching someone who's 60 to 64 doing a muscle-up.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But once you've watched the top, sort of the open category, then you've watched a bit of teams, then you've
1: are your long bandwidth. Day. It's yeah. a long day,
0: isn't it? I mean, it's good when you're there and that, that's what I'm also interested to see how that plays out because being at the CrossFit Games, the Masters took place in, in a slightly different area in at the StubHub Centre in LA. Mm. That's where where it was. But the individuals would come on and then they'd put the teams on and then go back to individuals. So it was, it was a great experience. I just wondered now, and and you knew that the masters and the teams were going on in, in, in various other areas. Yes. There is more people now, which we're all for more participation, but it created this carnival atmosphere at the games where you could kind of hop and see a little bit of everything. That's my only concern that it, that, feeling is a little bit taken away now and you're right mate it's great that these guys are getting their own event and their own airtime and there's some insane like some of them, like 55 plus males and females on i remember watching something i think it was actually a 60, 60 year old lady doing ring muscle-ups and of course why not you know but you see it and you're like this is this is a good sport
1: yeah you or know? you or you watch uh it wasn't last year because she was competing. I think it's, uh, I can't remember her surname, but uh, a girl called Olivia, she competed in her first games last year. She was in the teens before that. And I think in the teens, she got a lift that would have placed her third in the open category. In the open category. It's pretty cool. Oh. It'll be
0: interesting to see how it how it all sort of plays out having it mix but if you are in the states if you are anywhere near fort worth texas around that time which is the end of august it's a it's a hell of a sorry the 8th of august this year 8th to 11th, 11th. of august it's a hell of a uh hell of a competition to to go and watch any picks we haven't really spoken about current athletes any picks for who will win the
1: games oh i mean so we, we spoke earlier about Waterpalooza, which is going on now. Rogue, which happened, I think, before December. Yeah. That was Tia's first competition back. And there's signs that she is still there even after just having a kid, which is, it's mind-blowing. Um, but what we saw was Laura Hovath was really good again. Um, it will be interesting to see with her, her... Uh, Her weakness is always the handstand push-ups. It comes up year after year. At the game, something like that will cost you.
0: I have to chuck in a random stat here. Before Laura Hovath was a celebrity (laughs) CrossFit athlete, her and her brother both asked me for a job. (laughs) True story. Really? Yeah. And I told them, I don't think coming and working for in a fight at the moment is the right thing for your athletic career. Come so, back when you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if she'll remember. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or if she'll come back. I
0: can't remember her brother's name. Lucas? Oh, uh, He's a decent athlete as he, well. He,
1: so I think he's done the games as well. Yeah. He's been and he's, he's a unit. He's yep. a very big man.
0: Yeah, both of them. I, somewhere around 2015, 2016. They're still quite young now, but yeah. they both wanted to come and, and, and work with us and we kind of decided that it wasn't the right time in their career. Anyway. Yeah.
1: So that so she's your pick. <laughs> oh, look, I, I think I think it's really hard from the start to go with sort of one. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Tia will be up there. And, I mean, potentially, uh, Gabby Magala is the other one. So she's on top of the leaderboard at the moment in Waterpalooza. Right. And she's been in and out. She trains. She's very good friends with Laura. So they compete well against each other. Nice. Yeah. But the thing that we've seen – when it gets the games, which is the big thing, is they change it up every year. These guys get battered with 15 to 16 different workouts. And it's an actual fact, the person who generally wins the games actually doesn't win the most events.
0: Yeah, they're just in the top five in every event.
1: Yeah, and then
0: thereabouts.
1: You know, I think with the, the guys, we saw Pat Fowler did really well at uh, Rogue. I think he yeah. won it. Um, it was interesting to see Roman and uh, Jeff Adler up against each other there after sort of their games games battle. Yes, um, I again always think Roman is a is a strong favourite. Um, but you know what we're seeing this year for probably second year in a row because Tia wasn't really there last year. Is that there isn't a clear winner? You know, it's. I I don't think there's someone out there at the moment who absolutely dominates the sport, which is really good for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, it it keeps it competitive and it pushes these guys, I think, to, uh, to train even harder because it's up for grabs.
0: Yeah, and I think that's... I mean, the era of dominance... Like, maybe it is still here, but maybe it's... It's actually a little bit past because there's so many good athletes. The tests are so varied. People are a little bit more scientific, I think, than they used to be. So they're picking events and trying to periodize training definitely a little bit more than maybe they used to. So we're seeing different people doing well at different stages.
1: I I still think there is, within the sport, there will be someone who will still come through and will dominate for years. Do you reckon? Yeah, I, I still think, because that's, that's what we see within CrossFit, is that because it's constantly changing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we talk about the handstand pirouettes. Like, you can be really good on your hands walking, yeah. but in actual fact, your ability to turn right or left, you might not have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, in five yeah. years' time, who knows what there they're going to be chucking out there. Goes. But yeah. I think what really shows a top-level athlete isn't necessarily just their talent. We saw it with Tia, we saw it with Rich, we saw it with Matt. It's their dedication and their mindset and how much they sacrifice for however long they want to do it to yeah. be at the top of the game. And I think yeah. that's, if you look at the guys who want to win it, it's yeah. how much they're prepared to sacrifice yeah. to make that happen.
0: And for a prolonged period of time, right? Yeah, 100%.
1: Yes. Matt, Matt was, again, a good example. Matt could have stayed there. Yes. But he was like, I've won it enough. I've sacrificed enough in my life. I want to move on. I want to move on. And like, that's, that's a brave call to make. Tough, mate. Um,
0: that's it, folks. That is a introduction, very in-depth in certain areas of the 2024 <laughs> games season. I don't think we can highlight enough the benefits to your training, to your mindset, generally to your life if you are listening still you should be you don't even have to register you don't have to register to come and do the open here if you want to get on the leaderboard you can do that we will be hosting all three open workouts we will the guys will be doing the quarterfinals we'll be getting people to jump in i think if you're part of our mainline class program or you're you just want to do something a bit different There is nothing to lose. That's my real wrap-up. Just jump into the open.
1: Yeah, 100%. Put it this way to anyone within the NFI community. If you guys can make it through one workout in Hell Week (laughs) or one of our Friday workouts... You have
0: nothing to worry about. You will
1: be absolutely fine. Andy, as always,
0: useful insights, well presented. I appreciate it, mate. I'm looking... We didn't actually... Jump onto your goals and performance, but maybe you'll uh, surprise us this year.
1: Uh, this, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's probably <laughs> something that people are not expecting, but yeah, there, there is a surprise with that. Awesome. Folks, get involved. Games.crossfit.com.
0: You can read all about it. Give Andy or I a shout or any of the coaches a shout. We will be hosting all the open workouts here at Inner Fight. Three weekends in a row. It's loads of fun. Go and register or just show up for a workout. Thanks a lot.